This is part two of our series we are entitling Romans Road. We are walking through all of the New Testament letters this year and probably into next year. And this uh, series, um, we could go very deep in the book of Romans. We could spend the whole year and a half more more in the book of Romans with all the theology and all of the um, thoughts that Paul has for the Roman church. Um, but we are just going to be taking four um, parts and we're going to be walking through some of the scriptures that have become commonly known as the Romans Road. The Romans Road are six or seven scriptures that you could easily memorize, a lot of people have, that will help them in talking through um, the plan of salvation, helping people who um, have never really understood how to and why to be um, committed to Jesus Christ. And that's what the Romans Road is all about. And now last week, we started by looking at the dead end road. Um, and we describe the dead end road as that uh, journey that uh, someone would take and they end up in a road that doesn't go anywhere. And there's two verses I just want to reread for us today that helps us understand that spiritually. Um, Romans 3.23 says, For there is no difference, for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Every person who's ever lived has fallen short of the glory of God and the expectations and the requirement of a relationship with God is what it says. And then Romans 6.23 says, because of this sin, for the wages of sin or the cost of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we find those verses really talk about the dead end road that we walk as we um, live in our sin and in rejection of who Jesus is and what he came to do. Now today we're going to be going to uh, one more scripture that's on the Romans road. And uh, I've entitled this message, subtitled it, The Road Less Traveled. The Road Less Traveled. Have you ever been on a road that's less traveled, that hasn't been um, journeyed on in a while? Uh, maybe you can imagine a road that uh, you think would be better if you didn't go down that road. Um, apparently, it's not all that great to go down. Um, I remember just a few years ago, I went um, on a hunting trip with my good friend, uh, Jeremiah. And Jeremiah had this night, you know, mid '90s suburban. It's big, it's wide, and uh, we were in that thing going up all these mountain roads. Um, and he all of a sudden took a, a road that was clearly less traveled. It it was overgrown. Um, there was grass growing up all over. And as he came out of the clearing of this road less traveled, he's scraping his car up and uh, his his rig. And as we um, got out of this clearing, we looked and there was just nothing but a sheer cliff on the driver's side. I'm sitting over in the passenger side and um, Jeremiah seems to be treating it like it's I-5. Um, he is just cruising down that road. And I'm telling you, I really did believe that I was leaving my family without a dad and without a husband because it was one of the scariest moments of my life as he was cruising down this road. The shoulder um, was literally a cliff. And I don't. that road was only wide enough for a V-Dub bug, not for a Suburban. And um, I really did think that we were in trouble that day. It was clearly a road less traveled. This verse that we're going to be taking a look really is uh, describes a road 
that was really only traveled by one. And I want to, to read in Romans chapter 5. We're going to read a couple verses, but Romans 5, 8 is really this key verse. But we're going to start in verse 6, so we have a little bit better context. It says, For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely a righteous man uh, will die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But this is verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, today we're going to be looking at and taking a look at a few characteristics of a road less traveled. And uh, we're going to take a look at Jesus Christ and the journey that he made um, on this road less traveled that he took. Um, the road that Jeremiah, my friend, took me on, um, it was not maintained. It was a mess. It was overgrown. Um, there was, uh, it clearly had not been maintained. It was not ready um, for travel. It, there yet no reason being on it. No one should have been on it because it was, it was just overgrown. Um, it kind of reminds me of one trip that I took uh, actually when um, we were moving Christian and Susie um, from Illinois out to Washington. I flew out, we drove back, and we got all the way across the country, and we uh, were in the state of Washington, and we were going up Snoqualmie Pass, and our Google map said, GPS said that we probably should turn off at this exit because there was an accident up ahead, and there was, you know, the, the, the traffic wasn't moving. It was a total stop. And so we're looking at this on this map and it says to, you know, take a left and take a right. And it shows this road on the map that can get us through. Well, we got going up this road and pretty soon we look behind us and there's several cars following us as we're making this trip. And what we're finding is this road's going up and up and up windy, 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 and getting narrower and narrower and narrower. Pretty soon the pavement's gone. Pretty soon we're, we're just on gravel and the bushes are everywhere. The rocks are, you know, completely, you know, washed out. This is a road less traveled. And we're in Susie's little car and uh, we got four of us in the car. It got so bad that we couldn't pass because the cars or the rocks and the boulders were so big. So I jump out, I'm throwing rocks out of the way and pretty soon the, the the so narrow that the car can't help it to be scraped and we're navigating through this thing and we look back and there's a, a pile up of cars there's no turning around there's no place to turn around I was just feeling so bad because her car was getting scraped up well this road clearly had not been maintained and Google Maps had not been out there to inspect this road they were sending people on it was uh, quite a mess um, and the road that Jesus took for you and for me as described in Romans 5 we just read these verses was for the sake of messed up people. People not put together, people not maintained, people not ready. Um, this, just as that road wasn't ready, we were not ready um, for the work and this relationship that God wanted to have with us. Um, it says in, this, in these verses that someone might die for a righteous person. Someone who was pure and right and made all the right decisions and they find themselves in trouble. Someone might dare to die for a righteous person. It even says... Possibly someone might die for a good person. Um, these are maybe the type of people that someone might die for. But 
This verse says that Jesus died for you and for me when we were still sinners, when we were still rejecting him, when we wanted nothing to do with him, when our lives were a total mess. That's when he chose to die for us. Um, When the road was completely overgrown and not ready, um, that is a condition of humanity. And that's for the kind of people that Jesus came and died for. You see, humanity um, is in need of a savior. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's not grateful. Um, humanity's not nice. Um, it's not even seeking a relationship with God. Um, yet Jesus came and died because we were in need of a savior. Um, when you're picking a road to go down, you may look for scenery. Um, you might look for it to be beautiful. You might look for it to be efficient, uh, a road that's going to get you there fast, um, a road that's a, a direct shot. That might be a reason to look for a road. You might look for a road because it's safe and you've you know checked it out and the weather conditions are right and good. That's a, a reason to pick a road to go down. Um, you might even pick a road because the destination is where you're trying to get to. And even if the road's a little rough, you still need to get there because your family reunion's there. Something's going on there. So you choose. These are some reasons to go down a road. And, you know, of all those reasons, um, Jesus picked to go down this um, road um, to die on a cross for you and for me when, when we were rejecting him and when our lives were a mess and it wasn't pretty and we were even rejecting him. It wasn't for scenery. It wasn't for efficiency. It wasn't because it looks safe, but it's because of the destination that Jesus wanted to get to. You see, what he so badly wanted was a relationship with you and for me. He wanted for our lives to be made right so we could have an eternal relationship with him. And so this destination of a relationship with you and me is what kept Jesus walking down this road less traveled. It's it's for his loved ones. It was for his love for you and for me that he chose this road less traveled. It was an unkept, It wasn't ready. It was, in fact, rejecting him all the way. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. When we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, I want to look at another attribute, major attribute of a a reason that a road is not traveled very often. Um, The first one is because it's, it's, it's unkept and it's not ready. But the other one is because it's scary looking. Um, you, uh, you're, you're setting out to go and it just doesn't look right. Um, too steep, um, not wide enough. Uh, the weather conditions are wrong. It's kind of a scary place. Um, sometimes roads look a bit scary. You know, when I was a kid growing up, um, my grandmother had always told my parents, um, we lived, she lived up in the Bellingham area and to get to her house, you had to take this road called the Guide Meridian. The Guide Meridian is kind of a main road that goes north to south between Bellingham and, and up to Linden and even on up into Canada. And that road's got a lot of people and, and grandma had always read about all the car accidents that had happened on the Guide Meridian. And she said this every single uh, time that mom and dad were coming up to see her, you're not going to take the guide, are you? She would say. Um, and as a kid, I, I was terrified to go on the guide meridian. As far as I could tell, if you ever dared to ever go on that road, you were going to die. This is just a guaranteed um, because of how often it was spoken of. Um, when I moved to Bellingham as a young adult, um, I found myself venturing out onto the guide meridian and lo and behold, I was able to survive. But it was a road that from my grandma's perspective, you did not want to go on. You see, Jesus 
um, was probably a bit scared. In fact, we know he was a bit scared of going to the cross, of going down this road less traveled. Um, that's a question that maybe you find a little bit shocking to think that Jesus was scared of something. But I want to read about how Jesus was praying the night that he decided to go to the cross for you and for me. Um, before he was arrested, he was praying. He was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I want to pick up what he was praying and the words that were coming out of his mouth on the night that he knew that he was going to be betrayed and the night that he was going to be arrested and on trial and crucified. Um, we're going to read from Matthew 26, verse 38, is where we'll begin. It says, Then he said to them, talking to his disciples, My, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. You see, when he was praying these words, let this Father, can you let this cup pass from me? What he was saying is, can you let this cup of suffering, some translations and other part of the scripture will call it a cup of suffering. And Jesus was even praying, please don't let me have to do this. Why? Because this road less traveled was scary. It was, it was not going to be um, a pleasure cruise. This was going to be torture. It was all the sins of the world were going to be placed upon him. And all of God's wrath for all of the sins of all of humanity was going to rest upon him as he would endure the cross and all of the punishment that comes with it. Um, Hebrews 4 15 and 16, if maybe you're questioning, well, well, he was God. He probably didn't feel all the pain like you and I would feel it if it was us. But here it says this, um, talking about Jesus um, in Hebrews 4, 15, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Listen to verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. You see, Jesus came and he experienced all of humanity. He experienced all of the, the temptations and the pain and the physicality and everything that makes up this life. And indeed, Jesus would have faced the cross with fear. He would have faced the cross with a temptation to bail out on the plan. In fact, he had all power to bail on the plan if he had decided to. There was even a conversation. God said, Jesus said, I can call on all of the angels of heaven to rescue me from this plan. And, uh, and so he could have done it. He was tempted. He wasn't praying about it. Let this cup pass from me. But there was one emotion that Jesus maybe didn't identify with humanity on. And that was the feeling of guilt. 
You see, that leads us to this last attribute of the road less traveled. You see, Jesus could not identify with the feelings of guilt. Have you ever felt guilty before? Have you ever had that feeling that I've really messed up here? I've really done the wrong thing. I've really hurt that person. Um, I've really said the wrong thing. You see, Jesus didn't have those feelings of guilt. And that's because this last attribute of the road less traveled. And, that, and this attribute is this, is that this road less traveled was impossible to pass over. It was impossible to pass or to travel. Um, for you and for me, there's not a single person other than Jesus who was able to travel this road less traveled. It was impossible due to our sin. Jesus was the only one who had no sin, no guilt. He was the only one who was eligible, who had the capacity, who had the potential to actually pass this road to the cross. Even if you had taken that journey to the cross, even if you had been nailed to the cross, it would not have atoned for your sin. It would not have given you entrance to eternal life. Um, the, the, the blood of bulls and goats, which was kind of required in the Old Testament, that didn't work for all of humanity. Only one person's blood, only one person was eligible for this cross. He was the only one able to take this road less traveled. Now, when I was on that uh, road with my friend Jeremiah, sheer cliff on one side, grass growing everywhere, um, trees coming in from the right side, they came to this point in the road when it stopped. The only way to get down was to back up the road or to drive your car off the cliff. We got to this point. It was just an impossible passage to anywhere. And that is kind of a picture of your potential to pay for your own sin. To pay for your own sin is an impossibility. There was only one who had the ability to pass this road less traveled. And we find a pretty good description of this in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to read the first seven verses. And it really gives us this picture about how Jesus was the only one who could do it. It says, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. For the worshipers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why when Christ came into the world, that he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. You see, here we find that Jesus was the only one who was given a life, who was, who was given a body, as it says here in the scriptures, that was going to be worthy to take this road less traveled. There was only one qualified to take this road. It was Jesus Christ. The continuation of Romans chapter 5, um, after Romans 5, 8, 
where he talks about that God demonstrated his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want to keep reading um, in verse 9 where it says, Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Verse 10, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, so much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. You see, Jesus was not only the only one eligible to travel this road, but he actually chose it. He chose it. And it was for the sake of reconciling you and me and all the people who would ever live to the Father. He chose it. Not only was he eligible to do it, but he said yes. And it was because of his own love for us that he chose it. So I'm not asking you today to walk a road less traveled. I'm not asking you to try to take this journey that Christ took because he's the only one. I'm inviting you to respond to the one who did take that road less traveled. What is our proper response for the one who is qualified to go to the cross and to redeem mankind? What's our proper response? Well, our response is worship. Our response is loving him back. Our response is placing our total trust in him. Our response is, take the wheel. I will go with you down any road that you want to go. You see, our response to one who would take this road less traveled is absolute and total trust in him. We put our hope in him. We put our trust in him. All of our life, all of our focus, everything that we're about really needs to come down to the one who paid the penalty for our sins when we were unable to do it. He was the one that took that road less traveled. Are you thankful for that? Are you in a place where you're ready to dedicate your life to Him? Are you in a place here where you would like to respond to God's love? Um, whether you've walked with Him a long time or not, you're reminded of His incredible love for us today. Let's pray. Lord, You, you took this road that we were unable to take. Lord, you, you decided that because of Your great love for us, O oh Lord, that You would come to this world and that you would do something on behalf of mankind. You took a road that none of us were able to take. And Lord, my response is worship. My response is putting my hope and my trust in you. My response is responding to your love with my love back to you. And I pray today for all my friends who are watching, praying with me right now, Lord God, that you would um, give them a capacity and a desire and a position in their life, Lord, to respond to your love, to respond to this grace, and that you would put hope back in their life. And uh, Lord, when we were unable to take that journey to cleanse ourselves and to make ourselves right, we're so glad that you decided to do that for us. We, de we dedicate our hearts to you today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.